The Art Biz Show is here to help artists like you find the path towards art success. Hello, artists. It is your host, JC, and the artbizshow.com. Thank you for joining me. Today, we are going to be talking about art pricing, how to purposely price your art with a good intention and different techniques as to how to really configure the price. When it comes to art pricings, it should definitely not just be randomly made up. Your art price must make sense and be easily explainable. When it comes to the societal and business world, the pricing is very important. Now, it's great to be, you know, metaphysical all day, but when it comes to to you having to pay to survive and an accurate pricing that can be systematized and easily explained is of utmost importance. Now understand that you're pricing your art for a wide variety of people. Say for the art dealers, the galleries, uh, art agents, publishers, auction houses, uh, appraisers, collectors, and all perspective collectors. Now the most common pricing options are one, giving yourself an hourly wage, two, pricing based on the size of the art, and three, comparables. This is comparing your art to competitors and using their prices or lower or higher, whatever works for you. So let's talk about giving yourself an hourly wage. So essentially this is, uh, you document how many hours it takes you to make the piece of art, and then you add that to the cost of all the materials you used as well as the other expenses, and then that would be the general cost of the piece. Now, for example, a beginner with little training and brand reputation, say $10 an hour, and you work for 13 hours. I'm talking 13 hours of actual painting, not just waiting for paint to dry. Then how much materials you use. Say you paid $20 for the canvas, $50 for the paint, and you know whatever else you may have needed. So hypothetically... <coughs> so you would charge 130 for the hours you worked on it plus $70 for the materials with a grand total of $200 for the piece. All right, now next up we're talking about the size-based price. This is charging based on the size of the artwork. Generally by the square inch or even by its perimeter. This may help justify the price specifically on smaller artworks. Now the way this formula works is the square inch times the dollar amount plus the material cost. So say for example, I use a 10 inch by 24 inch canvas. So to find the square inch total, you multiply the width by the length, which is the which in this case equates to 240 inches. As a beginner, you may want to consider uh, the $1 to $4 price per square inch. So in the case of the 
So in this case, if you paint the 10 inch by 24 inch canvas with a $3 price per square inch, the price for the piece would be about $720 plus $100 for material, which would make the grand total $820. Awesome. So moving along, now we're talking about comparables, also known as comps. Now, essentially, this is just kind of looking around the current market to see what the value of similar works. So as you look around, it's very important to consider your dimensions and their dimensions, the medium, materials, and the artist's achievements, prizes, exhibit history, press, schooling, because it has to count for something, and pretty much anything else. Now, here's a list of questions to get clarity on your genre. What type of art do you make? What are its characteristics? How does your art compare to other art? How do you categorize it? How do non-artists categorize it? How do you describe it? And how do non-artists describe it? Next, here's a list of questions to help you define and get clarity on your market. Where do you sell or where do you plan on selling? Will it be locally, regionally, nationally, and or internationally? Online or offline? Next, it's very important to find similar artists based on your target sales location. An example is if you plan on selling in a local gallery, discover like-styled artists and consider their prices, their resume, awards, etc. Now, it's very easy to size yourself up to a local gallery artist who is still alive, but when it when we're talking about, you know, an online global artist, it can be a little difficult. Since one must consider their fan engagement, social reach, uh, influential factors, uh, followers, and fan base, etc. Alright, so when it comes to kind of like the sideline factors here, let's talk about photography and printmaking. Now you may want to consider doing uh, limited editions that are numbered and signed. Now this would also be a good idea for the lower price points to expand your collectors, you know, or even to reach the the collectors, your fans that don't necessarily want to pay the $5,000 for an original where they can just buy a $300 print. So a simplistic pricing example of a print would be you have a $3,000 original and you make 25 prints. $3,000 divided by 25 equals $120 for each print. All right, so say uh, your sales are going good, you've really hammered down your niche, you're getting your paintings out the door, getting them shipped, getting them sold. It's critical that you maintain and keep records of all the sales. Very important. Keep records of all the art you sell. General records should consist of the name of the collector, their address, their email, the artwork information like title, date completed, the number, and description and photo. As well as the price. And if you want to get really fancy and very ambitious, also put the uh, the customer survey in there. That's right. Imagine sending a survey out to the collector after 
they have purchased. This is also a good opportunity to uh, implement some sort of referral program that you may have. And also try and add a little note as to how the collector found you. Which is great for any kind of future marketing campaigns and what really intrigued them. All that kind of stuff. Now, if you're planning on selling your art through a gallery, know that the gallery will more than likely take a commission of the sale. I'd expect a good commission to be 40% gallery, 60% artist. And this is a like commercial gallery. You may want to check out an older episode where I talk about the different types of art venues and what really sets each type of gallery or and venue apart from one another. So since there's this this commission rate, do you think you should upcharge the gallery? You know, inflate the price a little bit just to kind of balance the the percentage? The answer is no, do not upcharge. Maintain consistent prices throughout your website listings and gallery items. For example, if a collector comes to find they were overcharged by the gallery, they may be upset and the gallery may be a little disturbed as well. So when it comes to an artist selecting a price on their artwork, there are several common issues. Now, definitely the number one issue I have come to find amongst amateur artists is the attachment issue. So if you find yourself overly attached to a specific piece, you must restrain yourself from overpricing it. You must stick to your pricing guidelines, you know, such as uh, time spent, material costs, the size, comparables. But remember, if you don't want to sell it, just don't sell it. Issue number two, imposter syndrome. This is generally recognized as the feeling of an artist's experiences where they, they feel they are not qualified to be an artist or charge a certain price for their artwork. I plan on touching on this in a future episode, but for now, understand that you are an artist you are highly, highly talented and skilled. Not everyone can think and do the things that you think and do. You are unique. You are special. You are a creator and a free thinker. For now, know that you are not an imposter, that you are an original. Number three, drastically overpricing or heartfully crushing solely crushing underpricing most amateur artists feel overpricing their work will impress the viewer making the artwork appear and feel more appear more than it's worth to naive collectors and it's even worse when an advanced artists severely undercharge in a desperate attempt to make any money now, this is a, a classic example of mistargeting. This is when you're trying to sell to the wrong demographic and you're trying to compensate with a lower price. Oh, a, that's a mess. Now, if you don't know your, your market niche, very important to discover your best buyer and know where their attention is. I cover this topic in episode three, market niche. Check that out if you haven't seen it. 
Here's an example of a, a member of the Art Biz group actually told me this true story and it just broke my heart. Oh, all right, picture this. A hyper-realistic fruit-on-the-table oil painter with all original pieces that are all majestically framed. He's vending a jam band music fest. <laughs> Clear mistargeting. His prices are insanely low between the $100 to $300 price point. Oh my god, on that alone, I, I would have bought all his pieces and albatrossed them uh, online at a thousand to three thousand dollars each come on all right so let's think about this how can we cater ideally how can we cater to a jam band psychedelic demographic now what what i would do is i would sell surrealistic poster-sized prints and maybe t-shirts and maybe some other merchandised items between the price point of 10 to 50 dollars <laughs> now, if you're a surrealistic printmaker, try vending a psychedelic jam band concert, festival, whatever, and let me know how that works out to you. Definitely email me, jc at artbizpro.com. And even if you're not, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. Anyway. But now the argument here is pricing appropriately for the occasion which I disagree with, uh, unless it's simply subtracting the hidden shipping fees, you know, w within the price. Since you don't have to ship it, they just pay you and take it and go live their life. Now, it's almost like people justify and expect price manipulation for events comparable to an analogy where an apartment in downtown Manhattan hypothetically cost you know four thousand dollars a month where the same apartment in rural pennsylvania would cost you know seven hundred dollars a month utilities included but no crypto mining so the moral that i see in this story is i'd rather spend two hours emailing four hours marketing online and selling globally with my already established prices instead of vending to a niche that doesn't necessarily you know appreciate my craft and like we saw in the fruit on the table painter this may result in a desperate attempt to sell to make you know the eight hours of prep advertising stress and inventory migration worth it causing you to lower your prices it's unfortunate i don't i do not endorse it all right i'm gonna say again it's very important to have a clear and systematized pricing strategy simply because it's important to justify and explain the prices of your artwork. Consider, consider plumbers, electricians, welders, etc. Consider how they spend years learning their craft and they do not charge on emotional attachment to their work. Oh my God, imagine that. <laughs> An electrician won't leave your house because he, he's emotionally attached to how good of a job he installed the, the circuit board or the conduit. So if you plan on charging based on emotional attachment, please just save it for your own personal collection or maybe even make prints of it. Now let's take a moment to consider the collector's mindset. Collectors may consider the artist's influences, their resume, 
galleries they've shown in, awards, press coverage, general reputation, famous factor, how long they've been an artist, how desirable they are in the art market, and career trajectory career trajectory etc it's important to understand that every artist is unique as well as their artwork but know that uniqueness is rarely ever a contributing factor to one's decision to buy it collectors will probably need assurance of your work and your business you may want to consider presenting documentation that covers information related to recent sales this is primarily to build confidence in the collector. Know that the romantic notion of the collector falling in love with an artwork so deeply that they will, that they will need it no matter the price is merely an artist's dream and is not necessarily reality. Now, as you start selling more and more, you may want to consider the future of your art. And know that your prices won't stay the same forever. You'll be in demand and your supply will be limited, justifying an inflation in your prices. You may want to consider raising your prices when you're experiencing a consistent degree of success. Now, when I talk about the degree of success, this is generally a consistence of proven track records of six months or longer, uh, generally selling half of all your art within six months of its creation. So as long as sales continue and your work is in demand, consider raising your prices about 10 to 25% every year or so. Now be sure that you're able to continue to explain and justify your prices. Just consider the risk of pricing yourself out of market and that you're surrounded by competitors. Now, you also may want to think about having items for all price points. Allow your fans of, of all spending habits to get a piece of you. Now, if, if at any point you feel that you're being taken advantage of, try raising your prices. Now, especially if you're not you know, making a profit, raise your prices. Do not get overly defensive or aggressive over your prices. Obviously, because you're a professional. Now, an, an example of an amateur artist would say, if you, don't, if you don't want to pay, don't buy. Now, that's bad. Do, do not say that. Now, a personal example is I typically explain the benefits and features, as well as lightly mentioning a nod to the material costs and the time it takes me to create. All right, now as we kind of wrap up, uh, here's a couple things to keep in mind. Know that selling art at a charitable fundraiser is not necessarily the real world. Someone bought your art probably at an inflated price to support the cause. Not all fans can afford your high-ticketed items, so consider expanding your price points and include inexpensive maybe doodles, prints, etc., Remember to look at your art with an objective eye. So if you find yourself saying, meh, people just don't get it or understand it, then that means you're just, you're being subjective. And that this is a sign that your judgment is off. Always list prices. All right, I'm going to say it again. Always 
list prices. Now, <clears throat> oh, now starting out, do not compare your prices to dead artists, mostly because they are dead and are unable to make more original works which makes their existing works rare, which generally results in higher price points and a demand for a current market supply. Now, with that being said about the deceased artists, you may want to consider estate planning for what will happen to your works once you pass away. But this topic is for another episode. All right. Five key takeaways. One. Free market capitalism is a beautiful thing, so feel free to charge whatever you want. But in order to sell, know your prospects and buyers. The money is in the marketing. Two, if you're just starting out, I strongly suggest Comparables pricing method. This is great for beginners because you'll need to find similar artists' resumes, artworks, biographies, artist statements, history, etc. This will highlight their path and should inspire you to follow their success. Understand that since you're finding artists that share similar style to yours, that the galleries they showed at will probably love to show your art as well. Galleries will typically only show specific style, so this will help you refine your gallery choices. Three, Collectors buy for specific reasons. Know your target buyers and capitalize on their reasoning. Hosting Facebook polls or even quizzes may help you better understand people's buying habits. Number four, keep records of all your sales. And number five, and last one, always list prices. All right, one last time. This is asked for. Always list prices. All right. Well, that's all I have for this episode. So thank you for joining me, your host, JC, and artbizshow.com. I'd love to hear from you. So please send me an email at jc at artbizpro.com. All right. Till next time. Thanks for listening. See ya. Thank you for joining us on the Art Biz Show. Learn more at artbizshow.com. That is A-R-T-B-I-Z. S-H-O-W.com, artbizshow.com. See the show notes for more helpful info. Check out our other episodes and please share this with those who need it most. Subscribe for future episodes. Follow us on Twitter at artbizshow, Instagram at artbizshow, and Facebook at artbizpro. Your support will help us to help artist communities. You can support us at www.patreon.com slash artbizpro. No donation is too small or large.